Garza backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hi, y'all. Welcome to um, Five Stripe Final. That's the name of the show. Uh, I'm Jason Jones from Terry South Soccer, and I'm on a lot of a lot of medicine right now. Joe Patrick from Terry South Soccer is over there. Sam, you sound terrible. I sound awful, and it's great. And it's great. Uh, I, I'm just really glad, from a personal standpoint, that instead of sitting alone on my couch taking cough medicine, I, I went out and spent a nice night with my many close friends and family instead of watching soccer. Oh, what, what that's happened? nice. Well, let me just tell you, um, yeah, we, we blew, uh, t- well, uh, I guess it was only one goalie. We blew two goals in the last like uh, five minutes of the game um, after we went all defensive and conservative, supposedly, and to a five-man back line and blew the game. So, yeah, that's that's what happened. Um, other than that, didn't miss much. Didn't miss oh, much. Good. Good. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds, sounds bad. Sounds like we should just stop going to Texas. <laughs> The goddamn what's it? Tex Hooper? Tex Hooper got us. Freaking Tex Hooper. So what we're, what we're gonna do tonight is we're kind of breaking from our normal format. We're just gonna kind of talk about the game a little bit. Um, it's late on Fourth of July. We both have to work tomorrow. So, well, Sam might be calling in sick for a legitimate reason, but um, yeah, it's a late night, so we're just going to talk about the game a little bit here. Um, honestly, I said you didn't miss anything. You actually did miss um, a little bit. We, we, we played pretty well, I thought, Atlanta United did. Um, we gave up the, the early goal to a free kick, um, which shouldn't have been given up, by the way. It looked like that ball went right through the wall. We never got a great angle on it. Um, and I can't even remember. Uh, Ziegler. I think never it either. Gazan seemed very frustrated with whatever the heck happened with the wall. He reacted really late to it. It wasn't a phenomenal free kick, I didn't think. Uh, no. Kind of disappointing that that was one of their goals that went in. Yeah. More disappointing later, but that one was frustrating too. Well, I think there was a, after that goal happened, there was a nice 60 minute period for Atlanta United where, you know, Dallas kind of dropped back. They were really pressing high early in the game. Um, really aggressive trying to get that first goal and they got it obviously not probably in the way they expected to, but, um, I thought Atlanta and I played really well for like a good 60 minutes there, uh, both be- before the first half and after um, Tito, obviously with an amazing goal. Uh, interesting. Cr- or I, so this is, I, I wrote that when I was writing my, my post game column, which I do write during the game. Um, little sneak me behind the curtain. Uh, I wrote that in the headline that it was Tito Tito's goal. Um, Joseph Martinez scored it, of course. Um, it was, you know, give it was his 16th goal of the season, I believe. And then his seven, he scored his 17th later. Um, but it was really Tito's goal, right? Yeah. Are you there? I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, th- that was, I mean, that was all Tito. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he, he broke one dude in half. I'm not sure who it was, but extracted his soul, everything like that. And then just had a ton of space going through. And that's just what's so great about having him back is having that dynamism on the right side and, and an ability to all of a sudden he can take off and, and make a sprint into the box and make something happen. And then is there, is there a better pairing in the world than Joseph and Joseph sliding to score goals? Oh. That slide going on crosses. It's in, it's in every time. He's yeah. He's great. Every, every few games, but he's had back to back slide goals in the last couple of games, which is nice. 
It's amazing how refined of a striker he seems to be. Like that run. I mean, it, we talked about Joseph or saying it was Tito's goal, but um, it really was a great play by Joseph. And um, it really just shows how refined his game is as a center forward. I, I feel um, the timing on that run, the, 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 you know, his obviously his ability to connect with the ball uh, at the end to put it in the goal as well. But just, you know, how intelligent his movement was there on that goal, I think really kind of stood out to me um, as, as also, you know, other than of course, Tito killing that guy uh, as the highlight of the goal. I mean, it was really impressive to me and it was, you know, it's, it's funny because I, we talked to Tata or I talked to Tata, talked to Tata at training a few weeks ago and he, we talked about Joseph and how um, Tata basically pointed out that he doesn't have a lot of experience playing as a center forward. When he played at Torino, he was mainly playing, um, wider on the wing as like a, kind of like a wide forward, and then he doesn't play as a central player for his national team because they have Solomon Rondon from uh, West Brom, so um, he's their central striker there, and he kind of plays off on the wing. So it's really just impressive um, what he's doing, obviously with his goal scoring, but just you know finishes like that one that he had tonight. Well, the first one really showed his quality, and then I, I mean the second one did as did as well. He struck it well with his left foot. Um, beat Jesse Gonzalez. I don't remember what minute it was probably like 60, 70th minute, somewhere around there. Um, slotting it home hard, uh, low bottom corner with his left foot. So yeah, two great goals from Martinez tonight. Yep. And, uh, 16 and 17 there on the year. Now six ahead of Bradley Wright Phillips in the golden boot race, which is just think about that for a second. Yeah. Six, six whole goals. He's, I mean, that's more than half of what that, I mean, I, now, but. I mean, I think we have to start kind of keeping tabs on Joseph's pace to break the single season scoring record at yeah. this point. I mean, he, what he, I think he only needs like nine more to tie it or something like that. He's not far off. I can look it up. Maybe. I don't remember what the record is. I maybe um, it might be 30. Might or Randy Michael or, or yeah, something I remember else. There's a, <laughs> There's a really weird guy who holds the record. Um, I think uh, Bradley Wright Phillips tied it a few years ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought Joseph was really good. I mean, like I said, I thought we played really well, but the the, the big controversy of the game um, obviously was at the end. We Basically what happened was we brought on Miles um, Robinson, or Tata did. Um, what minute was it that he came on? Maybe like the eight, some... Definitely like eight, yeah, like eighty fifth, eightieth, something like that. Um, basically, he was the last sub, so he came on to just make it a back three or a back five, really. Um, but Atlanta United still like we were talking about this in our writers' room. Uh, Atlanta just didn't seem to really go into like full bunker mindset, despite the fact that they had bunker personnel out there. Um, they still were trying to close down and and you know be aggressive uh and that ended up costing them because they let um basically i forget what striker it was i'm pulling up the box score right here if you can't tell uh (laughs) so it was yeah teshuak and deli um he basically just beat robinson and parkhurst like at the same time um down the left side and franco escobar the right back who kind of should have he's been in question (laughs) called into question by our writers uh he should have been deeper i guess he was pressed way up the field uh trying to close down the ball. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting scenes there at the end. I think, I think Tata might've, I think the word, the phrase is overmanaged a little bit here tonight. He was maybe trying to play five D chess 
when he should have just been playing throw rock. Like he should have yeah. been like the most basic instinct kind of game. Go outside, grab a rock, throw it, go pick up the other rock, go throw it again. It should have just been like base level, put everyone back, survive for the next five minutes. Instead, it got a little too, let's change the formation up. And at that point, Escobar mm-hmm. doesn't quite know what he's doing, gets caught forward. Uh, Robinson comes on and obviously Robinson was a little overwhelmed by the moment and it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. And uh, yeah, Times, I, I think I I think I agree with you there on the overmanaging part. I don't really like changing the entire system when you're only one goal up. Um, and there's only I mean I don't know it's it's hard it's it's hard because I don't like the idea of doing that. But then again, Tata, we've done that several times this season, and it obviously hasn't killed us yet, or hasn't you know worked out poorly at all. In fact, since it hasn't worked out poorly, it means it's been effective. Um, but you know. This kind of goes to show I personally, honestly, um, <laughs> I just kind of think this is, I mean, the first goal to me that's on Miles Robinson. I mean, in my opinion, he's a center back. He should be there to stop those plays, um, at least foul the guy so that he can't get past you. Um, it's, it was just kind of a, a shame that that happened to him because he's been having such a great season this year. Um, and just didn't, he just come on, came on and did not have a good performance. He just came on as, you know, a passenger, as they say, just kind of like the, the game was just passing him by um, again in the, the, the their last goal for Dallas. So they scored that was in the 86 minute where they scored the equalizer. Only two minutes later, they score again, um, came off a corner. It was Tesho Akindeli again, and it was just about the ball served into the box. No one, no one took it um, out of the air. Ball was just bouncing around. Akindeli slots at home. Um, just a really, really tough one to concede when you've played so well in the game. Even bringing home a point from Dallas is a good result, I think. Um, you know, considering everything that the circumstances around the game, and yeah, Miles Robinson there, right again at the end of the game, right around that bouncy ball, kind of threw his body at it. Um, but ultimately, obviously, no one claimed it, and um, Akindeli scored again. So overall, just kind of a you know, obviously a really disappointing performance. But I don't want, I don't think people should get like too down about this, to be honest, because. I thought on the whole at Lenny United played really well and um, they just kind of lost their heads for 10 minutes. You know, what's, you know, what's worse. You know what's, what's worse. What's, what's worse. What's worse. We got up on Houston two nothing in the 94th minute and giving up a goal in this two goals in the span of two minutes to Houston. That was, bad. To, that was terrible. You know what happened to a very good LAFC team just last night. This league weird y'all. This league on that dumb shit, like yeah. stupid, gonna happen. Like I watched, it's just things. I watched that entire game actually. Or I, I'm sorry, I, well, I definitely shouldn't say that because my story is I turned the game off at like the 90th minute <laughs> last night, and then I kind of close everything. I turn everything off in my living room, go into go into my bedroom, turn pu- pull up my phone, and see that they had lost the game. That was pretty funny. Yeah, so it happens. Guess who's laughing now? <laughs> Was up what three nothing on Toronto tonight and lost. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I it, thought Dan Gargan put it well after the game um, on TV on the TV broadcast. He was just like, you know what, this is midsummer MLS. You know, it is not the end of the world. Um, obviously, it's disappointing defeat, 
And at the end of the year, we'll probably look back on this if if Atlanta United doesn't win the Supporter Shield or if Atlanta United, you know, doesn't break the points record or whatever it is, whatever we, we fall short of this year, we'll obviously look back to this game. Um, but, you know, there's just some things you can't account for. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think we're about to see a complete collapse or downturn in the team, as some have been suggesting. Um, we're not going to be relegated or unrelegated because of it. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, people are going to want to overreact to it because it's fun to be angry about things. But well, the, and next- the Atlanta United fan base loves a good overreaction. Oh, it's great. It's great. So it's the mark of any good fan base, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really is. The, we've talked about it a lot. It's about to get real easy up in here as far as the teams we're coming up against. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia on Saturday. That'll be on short rest and everything. We will have to kind of recover from what happened in Frisco tonight. But beyond that, it's one game. It's a bad loss. You move on. You wake up a little bit, hopefully, from this one and start going on a tear through the dross of the league, as you might it, call it. Again, to, just to, to put things into context, I mean, this is only Atlanta's second road loss of the season. Like we, I mean, we've hell, we've lost more or now equaled, I think, uh, as many losses at home as as we have on the road. We might we'll probably have more at home, actually. Um, but yeah, only the second loss on the road. I mean, that's still crazy good. Um, you just kind of have to expect some of these things, some of these weird things to happen. Um, you know, when you play on the road like this in MLS, you know, obviously the quality is a little, you know, iffy at times. You bring in a guy like Miles Robinson, who isn't, you know, a fully, you know, fleshed out professional. He's still kind of learning his trade and, you know, he'll learn from this, of course. I think I think Franco Escobar will learn from this. I think a lot of players will. Uh, and I think Tata will learn from this, kind of understand, um, you know, the mindset of his players, make sure maybe that he has... Uh, late subs, more maybe mentally ready coming into the game. I just never got the feeling that Miles Robinson was like fully like into it mentally. Um, maybe I'm just looking too far in, too much into it. But I, I think yeah, the, the, it's it, it's a it's a learning opportunity for this team. Yes, and it should be addressed as such. There's not a whole lot of time to sit there and think about it. I think too, which is good. Yeah, you can pick yourself up and go up to Philadelphia and then not do the same thing. You yeah. know, yeah. You don't have to I have, I have a question for you though kind of projecting you know ahead of this game you mentioned that you know obviously the schedule gets really weak um for us basically for the whole like second half of the season like all the way down the stretch really um do you think that hurts us because it kind of this kind of happened to us last year where we played like a ton of non-playoff teams uh in the second half of the season and I think Matt Doyle was one of the guys who was like, yeah, you know, he was kind of using that as like a, a stick to beat Atlanta United with was that, you know, look at that, like, look, they've got all these great results, but they're playing against kind of crappy opposition. Then we obviously go into the playoffs and lose in the first round. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I quite believe that like our week schedule had much to do with that, but I think it there is something to say that we weren't in a lot of like tight, bat, tight, you know, battles. We're really trying to grind out a result and that may have hurt us a little bit. I'm just not sure if you have any uh, take on that, kind of what that what that schedule provides. It'll be interesting. It's a, it's an interesting point, I think. But at the same time, as long as you don't let it kind of get in your head, I think as far as as far as you know, playing down to those teams, you know, if you if you come out and, and play your style and don't try to switch things up too much and just take you to those teams over and over again, I don't think it's going to be detrimental 
to us in any way. And, and keep in mind, too, that we're not going to have seven games in 20 days like we did last September. That's true. Yeah. We're, we're not going to be worn down by playing against teams who, you know, have no interest in playing real soccer and just want to clatter into us much over and over again. Those are going to be nice and spaced out and it's going to be positive. And we're going to go into this and very likely have a first round break, I would think, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, even with playing against teams that maybe aren't up to the level of a, of a Columbus and NYCFC, uh, a Red Bulls, uh, who we will see, we will see Columbus and Red Bulls. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are the only two really good teams we're going to see. Uh, but as long as we, I don't know, don't get too caught. No, I agree with you. I think it's just like, like, like last year to me, like I said, I don't think that I don't, I didn't quite buy the fact that like our weak competition kind of led us to the result that we had in the playoffs. Because I think, you know, like as long as you beat those teams, like there's nothing else you can do, you know, there's nothing else you can kind of do other than execute. Um, and I think that's what, you know, those, those games can be good for, you know, working that kind of stuff out. So um, I just think there's also something to be said for having, for playing tough games where things aren't necessarily going your way, which is how the playoffs are going to be. Um, but, you know, like you said, there we'll have, we'll have time to test ourselves, of course. And I'm, I'm sure like we'll have enough pressure on us as it is, you know, just fighting for supporter shield week in week out. So I think that will definitely help us as well as, as the fact, as to uh, opposed to last year where, we were kind of like in it, you know, like we weren't going to fall out of playoff position. We were just mainly fighting for um, a buy, which we didn't end up getting, obviously. So, um, and, and a trophy is a much bigger incentive. It's a much bigger carrot on the end of the stick, you know, to keep going after. So hopefully that's the mindset is that they'll push towards that. And stay focused, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Do we want to, well, real quick, going back to our, our Joseph, uh, Went into or setting the MLS record for most goals in a season. Mm-hmm. Play game. I'm going to give you three players. You tell me which one of them isn't real. All these players have had 27 goals in a season, but I want you to tell me which one is not real out of all of them. Okay. Okay. Bradley Wright Phillips, Chris Wondolowski, and Roy Lassiter. <laughs> is that Roy of the Rovers? No, no, no. Uh, Roy Lasseter is definitely a cartoon. No, Roy Lasseter is a real person. They were all real. Oh. Moron. Oh. No, 27 goals for the Tampa Bay in 1996. Oh, yeah. Great mutiny side. Yeah, big time mutiny side there. I'm sure they did lots of soccering. <laughs> was it mutinies? <laughs> not, a, not a really great name for a, for a sports team. It was okay. Live with bad sports team names, so <laughs> nothing pale there at all. So he's ten games. So he's ten goals away. Uh, yes. And how many games left do we have? Like, uh, uh, fifteen. Yeah. So uh, that's going down. That's yeah. going really down. That's a fun. That's a fun story. Yeah, and he'll probably. I mean, I, I would say at this point, it's likely that he gets another hat trick at some point this year. You know, we've got this bag t- competition coming up. So he'll probably set that record. That was he almost got that tonight. Um, he only gets that trick, though when there's when it's an uneven game state though, and we're gonna have plenty of those against all these crap teams. Or you know what? This hurt. I think does this uh, ruin his perfect our perfect record of us winning when he scores? Yeah, it would. Yeah, isn't that fun? Isn't that great? Happy fourth, everybody. <laughs> we'll blow something up. God dang it! 
do we want to do we even want to like Lorenowitz man or anything like that like it's kind of how the cookie crumbles sometimes not the time Jeff not the time I mean right um yeah I don't know I don't okay Julian Gressel I thought he was great same good one that's it that's mine too Gressel's really good I, I really like how he's developing into this role as a right center midfielder I like how he's I think it's kind of a perfect position for him. It's always why I've kind of liked him as a right back or, you know, as a right wing back, less as a right wing back, but um, why I potentially like him as a right back because it kind of gives him chances to get into space kind of with the forwards occupying the the defenders. And um, sometimes he can get into more space in those positions wide, but he's actually getting into those positions from a central midfield spot. He's shuttling out to the, to the sideline. And um, yeah, he's getting some, some great looks to, get some crosses in and he, I just, I was just impressed with the way he was recycling the ball um, in the middle of the park tonight as well. And just kind of keeping the ball booming. Didn't I, he may have had a, a few heavy touches, uh, maybe one or two where he lost it, but um, always also quick to recover the ball again. Um, when the ball is lost, he's, he's very good at recognizing um, those moments and, and pouncing on the ball. So been super impressed with him um, in midfield so far. And it leads me to wonder if maybe we, when Remedy comes in, we see a, uh, a Remedi Gressel, you know, I, I just think if he's playing well enough to where if you need to give Lorenowitz a rest, you know, on like one of these, like a night like tonight where you're playing midweek, um, you know, you might be able to do that. So um, I probably doubt we'll see that because yeah, I think Tata I, I, sees Lorenowitz as such a leader I, and he, he loves him. Um, but I accept it as a possibility for sure. Uh, it, it could definitely happen. It could definitely happen. I also thought Parker's is solid in a few moments tonight at least he made a few really impressive recoveries i thought yeah times uh that was towards the beginning of the game though it kind of of course fell off the rails uh yeah he i think he he covered for lgp two or three times tonight yeah lgp did not have one of his better nights it wasn't terrible but he didn't you know just things weren't really coming off for him that well so this whole game was so lethargic weird one for 80 84 minutes Essentially, you know, before it kind of exploded there at the end. It yeah. was just boring. People were just passing to the wrong team. Uh, it was nothing super interesting. I mean, on. We, we kind of hinted at this on our pregame show about, you know, how defensive D- Dallas was going to be without Mauro Diaz. But, man, it's it must be weird to, like, watch your home team bunker like that. Like, they were really just... As soon as they scored that goal, they were in defense mode. And it worked. I mean, it, it, it worked for the most part. Obviously, Atlanta got in for a couple goals eventually. But, um, you know, not Atlanta didn't have a lot going for them in the final third. Obviously, pretty much everything outside the final third was fine because they weren't pressing that much. We could just kind of do what we wanted. But, um, yeah, that would just be interesting. Interesting to watch as a as a home fan. It wouldn't I wouldn't be super excited about it. But, you know, yeah. It is what it is. They'll probably sign someone a, a good attacking player this window, so we'll see what happens with Dallas. But overall, yeah, it is what it is. That's just it. it is what it is. Move on. We're gonna we're gonna be fine, guys. We're gonna be fine. Just like I'm gonna be less less in the drug induced haste the next show. We're gonna be we're all gonna be better. Gonna be better. I do want to mention the pregame show. Speaking of the preview show. I, for a pretty solid amount of time, though, 
there was feeling pretty, pretty great about my two one score prediction that I had for this game. <laughs> yeah. Back to back in the same week as far as score predictions go. Uh, but then, you know, God stepped in and smited me once again. Thanks, God. Uh, when it was two one, I was thinking about you, Sam. Yeah, I said, I man, Sam's gonna nail it again. I know. I, I wasn't even really coherent enough to to kind of understand what was happening though. At that point, I was tweeting stuff about the one Vuvuzela guy in the crowd. Making, oh my god! Making peace with the one trombone guy in the crowd. <laughs> it felt like there was a rivalry there. You know? Yeah. yeah. Bloods, Crips, Jets, and Sharks kind of thing. I'm definitely on Team Trombone. I really enjoy the womp, womp, womp music when the uh, ball goes out. That was solid. Yeah, that was solid. I, I feel I like it. he was able to I hates him for adding notes and melodies into it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he's really upset that it's not just one loud burst because that's, that's the pure stuff. You know, that's, the, that's the pure sound you want in a soccer game. If you start adding different notes and melodies and, and God forbid slides into these things, like you sold out. You sold out. Yeah, the Vuvuzela yeah. guy is very I punk rock. As a fascist, but like, it, you could hint at it. You could hint at it. The Vuvuzela <laughs> guy is very punk rock. He doesn't like all this fancy, you know, all the all yeah. these fancy melodies and notes and things. It's just noise. Absolutely, but at some point during the season, they're going to get together and realize they aren't so different after all, and make a just a really awful, shitty trombone Vuvuzela band. It's going to be great. But in, by great, I mean terrible and an abomination unto God. It was just banter. Just banter. Just banter. And just terrible music. It was. Okay. Um, anything else we need to say about this game? Nope. I don't think so. I think we covered every angle of it. All right, every guys. Every possible angle and thing that could have happened with it. We... So probably for Philly, if we feel like it. Let's say if you want behind the curtain, let's have our let's uh, have our <laughs> have our meeting now. Are we are we doing a pre? We'll we'll try to get a preview show out for you guys. Um, I'll try. I'll make every effort to to be available as long as um, if Sam can talk. If not, maybe I'll just do one myself. Um, if he's like really um, on his deathbed, um, you know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm never I'm never too dead to do research, man. It's my lifeblood. Nice. Just how Joseph feeds off hate. All right, well, we will be back in just a couple days here, I guess. Um, until then. Stay stay true, homies. Shout out Ryan Catanese. Shout out Justin Belhuis. Godhouse. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get out of here. See y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. Sweet.